Good morning. So this morning, we thought we'd have a quick discussion about apps. Uh, they're getting really much more important. There's thousands out there now. And we just thought we'd go around the team and talk about our favorite apps and how often we use them. Matt, do you want to start? Okay, so... Um you know, do I have a favourite app? I think it's difficult to nail it onto one. I'll, I'll highlight a couple that I like. Um, first is the uh, Visual Advanced Production Scheduler from Natronic. So if you're a manufacturer, it's a, a, a Gantt-based kind of visualisation of production um, where it started out as you know, the planner, in effect, manually moves the, um, the jobs around on, on their planning screen. Um, but it's progressed, um, and it progresses every three months. And, uh, and um, in effect, we've got now some tools in there where it helps the planner and it can help that, that scheduling, you know, press of a button, and it can do a, a pretty good um, initial um, schedule, basically, of, of the whole production schedule. And, and you know, I like it because it's visual, which probably brings me on to my second one as well. Which is the the second one I like is uh, there's one called Sales Order Status from Kuma Vision. I only found this a few weeks ago. Um, I like it because it's simple um, and again visual. So there's something there, obviously. But uh, I, I like things that look visual. Um, basically, what it is is a list of your sales orders with a, um, a few columns about different statuses. So <clears throat> excuse me, availability, warehouse. Um, picking, shipping, and invoicing, and what you get is basically a traffic light for each of those um, statuses. So you can look at your sales orders and understand where in the process it is very easily. And if you've got something which is partially processed, so you've got one line shipped and one line not, it will be orange. And then you can click on it, and you'll see all the lines of your sales orders, and you see the relevant color tra- traffic lights again against each line of the sales order. So very visual. Um, yeah, both of those apps very quick to install, very quick to get up and up and running, which is you know, and visual. So that's why I like those. And I think BC has uh, criticism sometimes that it's it's very Scandinavian. It's very kind of uh, it's not very colourful, is it? Frankly, um, no. and and this you know using colours to indicate kind of where things are at. I know the Netronic you can. You can change the colours according to whether things are late or whether things are, you know, different categories of items are different represented yeah. in different colours. Material availability um, as well. It, it's, you know, it's really useful to be able to visualise that. Yeah, because if you're presented with rows and rows of, you know, production order routing lines in a, in a grid, yeah. um, it, it, it's not that easy to kind of manipulate them and change the start end date so they all line up, is it? Yeah. So I, I think Netronic is is pretty much mandatory if you want to do your scheduling, uh, production scheduling on uh, BC. I, I can't see how any anybody can do it without it. I think I think you know if you, if you don't, you're going to end up with something linked through to the data, probably doing it in Excel or a physical planning board where you're having to manually go and change it all around. You need something as, as a, a manufacturer, so why not do it within the system? And I think you're too as well. Um, uh, Illustrate, you know, Netronic does have a cost. It's it's it's, it's a few uh, thousand pounds, um, but you know the value. I'd say the value is there. But I think the Cuba Vision one. Do you know what the cost of that one is? Uh, yeah, it's it's free. <laughs> so two ends of the spectrum, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so just illustrates what is available in AppSource and and. 
the fact that you can find some quite nice things, but maybe not quite so critical things that are free. Yeah. Um, Liam, which one have you got? Which one are you picking? So I'm picking an app um, that, that we've we've designed. So it's uh, called Clever Credit. Um, if you bring the salesperson into the conversation, I'm going to try and push something of ours. But the reason is that not just uh, not because it's one of ours, but I, I love the fact how proactive it is. Um, you know, when you're normally thinking of uh, chasing money, which every company needs to do, uh, you normally you know obviously try and get that cash in, but you, you've you've potentially got a problem if people aren't paying you. And the thing I like about Clever Credit, as well as giving you all the tools as a credit controller to set tasks and reminders to go and chase money and when money's been promised, it actually stops the problem getting worse if it gets to a certain point. So those sales documents would be uh, would be held. Um, so we've created a new feature in in Business Central where that 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 will they'll hold the sales document. Um, so you can't keep compounding the problem and, and the debt gets bigger and bigger if they've uh, they've overshot the credit limits or there's a problem. And that doesn't mean people can't then get them approved to get released and, and keep the business coming in if, if there's a conversation going on or cash has been promised or, or whatever that might be. But it does stop it, uh, stop the problem getting worse and worse. And I think in the current situation where we find ourselves all working remotely, um, that's really useful because a sales team that are selling might not be aware from talking to the admin team that there's a problem. Um, and, um, and, and from that point of view, I think it's very useful when we're remote that you get all that visibility within Business Central. It'll stop people making, uh, making mistakes and adding stuff. And um, I think that's, that's really, really crucial at this moment in time. So for me, that, that's one of the apps that I, I think is, um, is, is my favorite app at this moment in time. And when you've talked or Matt's talked about, you know, scheduling apps and other bits and pieces, they're quite specific to an industry. I think everybody that uses Business Central will have that issue of, of, of making sure their cash comes in. And so uh, it's, it's an app that's universally uh, appealing to, to everyone that uses the product. Yeah, I think it's cool that, that the credit control diary where, you know, if money's promised, you can put that promise on. And if it arrives, it cancels the follow up. But if it's if it if they don't do what they promised, you get a prompt to kind of go ring them again and chase them up. You know, it just it just helps credit controllers do their job, doesn't it? Yeah, it's built into the role center for those guys, so they get it on their on their you know their, their live tile um, or whatever it's called. So it's nice to see that on the role the role center as well. So you like you said, and it will it'll change if that money comes in and it's paid. Bang, one of your tasks disappears off your list of to dos. Great, Liz, your turn. Well, I'm going to go. Going I'm going to go into the battle of the schedulers with Matt because uh, I'm going to go for Dime. So when I decided on my app, I decided to go for something that I use every single day, and I can personally vouch um, for the difference that it makes. Um, so my planning tool is more resourcing, so it's more people than than product. Um, Dime is an app which allows. It's, it's again, it's a visual scheduling app. Um, but it's more based around resources. It can, it can be used for, for assembly orders, for production orders, um, but we use it internally for resource scheduling. So it allows, um, but prior to, to using Dime, we were relying entirely on Outlook calendars for um, scheduling. So that meant that when you wanted to book a job, you basically had to go through all the calendars for all the different people to find a slot. Um the uh, Dime will allow you to, to see that uh, on screen, to see all the, the, all the um, available resources, to see the available resources based on skills as well. So to be able to, to filter down the available resources based on the skills that you need or the geo, geo, geographical location. Um, and 
when you um, it, it integrates with with either service orders or with jobs, um, when you have a job and when you book it, it returns that information back into Business Central. Um, it also can update the um, resources Outlook calendars. So from their point of view, they don't need to look at Dime. They can just look at their Outlook calendar, which they're used to doing anyway. Um, it can also um, update timesheets for resources. So if any of you have the same issue as me in chasing and getting people to update timesheets or visit reports or anything like that, um, then it can assist with that as well. Again, it's great because it's a visual tool. You know, it takes away the grey now, uh, BC or nav screens um, and, and goes into a nice tool. It allows you to drag and drop um, activities um, and it, it updates Business Central in the background. Um, so actually a, a planner doesn't really need to even use Business Central. Um, they can just use the the the, the Dime site. I feel like... Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the way... Sorry, James, I just felt that we've, we've given the Scandinavian, especially the Danish people, a bit of a battering today with their with their bland applications <laughs> at the base of Business Central. So I was just going to make an apology to those guys, but I'll, uh, I'll let you carry on, sorry. Hey, it's got more colours than when it was nav. You know, it, it, there was blue and grey was uh, and black were the, were the three colours for a lot of years, but at least we have got some graphs and, uh, and different things in the base application now. So it, it is better than it was. But yeah, I, I think that visual... Al- Visual kind of, uh, you know, recognition is, is much easier. Dime, you know, putting all of the jobs uh, wherever they've got to be on, on a map, on, on a Google kind of map style layout so that you can see geographically where they are and allocate them to different engineers and so on is, is just, is just ace. Yeah. And, and they've been able to filter by particular skills. Um, and yeah it it just makes it all much easier but remember the dime is just a framework it it it's not um it doesn't have its own processes it doesn't have its own database it's just showing you information that's already within business central and feeding information backwards and forwards so you're not holding a whole separate database which potentially has to match back to your your business central database it's just a tool which is a visualization Netronic and Dime are both like that, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. And I think that's that's a real kind of um, uh, structure of, of the way apps should be going forward. You know, uh, the, the, the basis of a modern app is actually it doesn't kind of transfer everything out, have its own database, and then have to transfer Absolutely. everything yeah, in. Yeah, you don't have um, all those integration problems. You know, it exists there, but it doesn't exist there. You know, it's one central source of data. Although in 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 um Natronic, you do have simulations, so it's probably slightly different. That you, in effect, you, it's all in BC. You take a copy of your production schedule, yeah. you work on that, yeah. and then you push it back to the actual tables. But that allows you to have multiple simulations at the same time. Hence, why it was built. Yeah, I mean, Netronic is much more manufacturing and production yeah, yeah. planning based. Um, Dime is um, is resources. Um, it integrates with your holidays and your absence requests. Um, much more resource based. Whereas Netronics much more production plan planning. So two different two different tools, both great tools, um, but for two different purposes. Yeah, and and actually, you know, we see clients who who potentially are going to use both because if they manufacture a product and then schedule the install of it, um, yeah. you know, 
and I think that's that's a case of you know you get so much more benefit by using the right tool for the well, job. Well, yeah, isn't for that, that person, is, is, that isn't that what we were saying about apps? You know, you use the right tool for the job. You don't try and fit a square peg into a round hole. You use the right tool for the job because it's it's efficient to do that, and it's and it's it's easy to do that. It's just spin it up and it goes. You don't need to build fifteen new servers. It's all in the cloud, and you just spin it up. I, and I think that's you know that that brings me on to my pick of app, which which again I'm I'm completely biased because it's one of ours. It's it's clever handheld for warehousing, um, you know, which is just ultimately focused on people who work in warehouses and what they need to do. So it doesn't even attempt to do you know mobile apps for for anywhere else. Uh, if you go outside the warehouse, mm, it's not for you. But if you're uh, you know doing receipts, doing putaways, doing picks. Um, whether they're inventory picks or or, or, or warehouse picks, um, that's what it's designed to do. And it's designed to really shave seconds off um, each individual transaction because what we find in the distribution area is, you know, you, you've, you've frequently got quite a number of people. It's not unusual to have 15, 20, 50, even 100 plus people working in that warehouse. And actually, if you can shave just half a second off a transaction, when you multiply that up by the number of people and the number of times they're doing it during the day, that adds up to quite a number of hours and, and people very quickly. Um, so very efficient, very flexible, completely built for the for the event kind of uh, environment we're in now. So you can you can plug into it and customize it in any way, shape, or form you want. You know any warehouse transaction um, that you want to do, you can do on that device. Uh, it as the competition is is an, you know Taslit and, and mobile now it, it's it's Android based so you can have it on your mobile phone as well as uh, the specialist devices but um, the specialist devices particularly with the the barcode scanners that now support two D mean rather than having to scan this and then scan that and then scan something else you can just have one barcode um, that scans them all um, you know and, and even going through to using some of the advanced Android features like you know voice recognition. So actually where voice in a warehouse used to be an extremely expensive uh, option for, for some of the advanced WMSs out there, um, you know, that, that brings it right down to um, just that it can tell you the next bin that you need to go to before you've actually completed the last transaction. So that in effect, as soon as you've picked the stuff up, um, you're still scanning it as you walk down the, the warehouse uh, floor, but you, you're on the way to the next bin which again is all about saving that few seconds. I think the other, the, the, the commonality with all the apps that we've got is, you know, install them from the app source. And, and you know, I know you can get going very quickly. And I think that's, you know, we're not, uh, what's a real change is these add-on products. It's not days worth of setup time these days, is it? No, no and it, it, used, it, it used to be that the cost was quite prohibitive for, for smaller organisations for these types of technologies. Not only the software itself, the setup and the install, the devices to run it on. So it, does this make it much more accessible to, to lots and lots of different organisations rather than just the big warehouses? Well, I, I think, you know, with one of the things we discussed in the previous um uh, podcast of about CSPEP, where you have your maintenance plan, whatever plan you're on now, you've got a way of getting a SaaS environment, even if you don't use it as your production environment. And you, you know, even if you're just using that SaaS environment to spin it up, spin up a sandbox in five minutes, that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. um, and then try out these apps, 
you know, you get the chance of trying them out. Now, it, if, if we'd gone back five years and you'd wanted something like Netronic or something like Dime, you know, we used to turn up, show it to the customer, do a demonstration, go through hours of questions because actually if they wanted to try it out, how many days worth of dev time was that? Well, yeah, and you'd need to build a server. You'd probably need a dedicated server. And not, 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 and not everybody would offer demo licenses either and because that then became that became complex yeah, yeah. demo licenses yeah. were unusual weren't they you, you yeah you you couldn't you didn't used to be able to get demo licenses now trial licenses and demo licenses are quite common and it's the best thing to do get it installed try it out get some feedback yeah we used to from, from a sales side we used to get asked for you know proof of concepts all the time and you said now nah, you've got your environment you've got your demo data in your your test environment yeah. you can put it in you can have a good general feel of it don't be wrong it doesn't it's not working within five minutes on the more complex apps but um, you can do all those things that was were, were prohibitive like you said james just a few years ago well you, you know your your proof of concept Liam is is paying for a little bit of consultant for somebody to show you how you might want to use it rather than necessarily get to the point where actually you can just turn it on and i, and I think that's, that's a real game changer i mean the yeah, yes you install the app but you've then got the second bit in terms of how do you inst- you, you need to then get it on a device i mean james you want to talk through how you do that because that's 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 great well if you've used anything like you know an amazon fire stick or um you know, in the UK, we've got BBC iPlayer where it comes up with a code on the screen. That's a barcode. And so you just use the device to scan that barcode and it connects it to that specific BC instance. So get going from having a blank device, um, you know, if, if it's your phone, you download the app from the Google Play Store. As soon as you go into it, it comes up, what's the code? Uh, go into one BC screen, puts a code on screen. That's valid for 20 minutes. Um, so you type that code into your phone and your phone is connected. And actually, you know, dare I say, I'll have a little pop at Microsoft here and say, if the Microsoft, uh, if the standard Microsoft uh, BC phone client did that, it would be a lot easier for uh, <laughs> a lot more people would use it. Is that, uh, am I being unfair with that? No, I agree. So, so I think, you know, um, apps are, apps are definitely direction of travel for me and you know we're seeing more and more of them out there i'm not saying that every app out there is quality but um i think it's well worth going and having a look and finding them out and um you know just seeing whether they can just bring a little bit especially like you say there's a lot of different cost points out there um so some of the stuff might be free um so go, go and see what's out there and try, and try it out and you, you on, on app source on the marketplace you can filter for free apps as well so uh, if, if, if you want to go and see what's there for that you can use for free go look yeah the filtering and the searching the searching particularly seems to have got better they've revamped the layout and and um i think there's lots of improvements still on the way but it, it it's a lot better than it was yeah, I noticed the real-time searching had popped up. When you start typing now, it's filtering as you go through, which is which is better if you're looking for something specific. AppSource is it's getting there. You've also got the review system. I wish more people would leave a few reviews on, on those on those apps that they're using. Yeah, if you use one of our you... clever products, leave us a review. <laughs> yeah, please well, do. Well, I, I think go on and put a review on, on anything, whether it's good or bad, because you know there's very few apps on there with more than one or two reviews at the moment, yeah. isn't it? And, and I'm always suspicious if there's one good review, it's from the publisher, because um, uh, you know that that would be a natural thing to do, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, so so that would be would be good. 
Okay, thank you, people. Um, great. We'll. Um, I think we'll. Uh, we'll. This is uh, something we'll come back to because I'm sure. Um, uh, you know, in two months' time, we'll all have a, a different favourite app as we find something new and uh, it excites our interest. Thank yeah. you. Thank Thanks, you, James. everybody. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.